the hurling club. As he said he how much he hated Cork as well. This fella just seems to hate everybody, right? So this is why I haven't joined the podcast just yet. I think I might leave it up. We might get a bit heated. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. We are delighted to be joined on the line by the four-time winning Irish Derby jockey and current flat trainer, Johnny Murta, head of the 2023 Dubai Duty Free Irish Derby, part of a great weekend of racing on the flat at the current. The big race going to post at 3.40 on Sunday. Johnny, great to talk to you as always. How's the form? Yeah, Evan's good, John. Uh, things are going well. We had a winner last night, which is always good. Horses in good form. Looking forward to the big weekend. Were you expecting the winner? We were actually, yeah. He was a nice horse. He ran, he ran fourth first time out. Um, yeah, he's a nice horse. We think he's a nice horse going forward. He's he's owned by Diaga Khan and by Shamardal. So bigger days ahead with him. You've been hanging around with Johnny Vallesquez, the American jockey, uh, this morning, I believe. Yes. No, he called me there. He's over. He's up been over in. Uh, he's up been over in the UK and Ireland for the last couple of weeks. He came in there. And he wanted to ride out, just show him around the Curra. Like, it's amazing. He's ridden so many Group 1s in America. But still, he wants to come over and, you know, get the atmosphere and just to probably do something different. You know, he's what? He's probably... He's in his early 50s now. He's won everything that can... That has to be won. But there's great excitement about him getting a ride in Royal Ascot. Coming and seeing the 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 race in Ireland. He walked the, He walked the Derby track. And I think if Dermot Well runs the horse in the Derby, he's going to be riding. He's going to be riding. So, huge, huge excitement. Uh, huge excitement. It was great to have him in. All the guys got a great kick. And I also had a bunch of the Darley Flying Starts. It's 20 years of the Darley Flying Start. And there's a bit of big get together tonight. So, some of them came in and there was a couple from America. Those. <laughs> When they see John Velasquez riding out this morning, we got a they got a great kick out. It was it was been a great morning actually, really good. Did you ride against them when you say when you're at Breeders' Cups and stuff, uh, Johnny? I did. I rode against them in the Breeders' Cup. Um, I rode against them in the Jockeys Challenge in Japan. So you get to know these guys, and I was just saying to Sam that this morning, you know, speaking to everybody, it's amazing sport racing. You know, I get I left school at fifteen, never rode a horse till I was fifteen. Now I'm going around the world meeting these, you know, top jockeys, top owners, top trainers. And when they come to Ireland, they always want to come in and see you. Um, and, 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 and it's great to catch up. It's such a worldwide uh, international sport we're in. And like, as I said, I met Michelle Payne in Newmarket last week, who I know her family really, really well. This week, Johnny Velasquez. You know, it's just... Um, it's just amazing, really, you know, and, and and as I said, we had a really good morning catching up on all times. Yeah, great fun. Uh, what type of a jockey is he? Because every jockey's got their own style. You had your own style, Johnny. What style does he have? See, John, John Velasquez only weighs about uh, 51 kilos. The weights in America are so light. You know, they have to ride in America. They have to ride 51, 52, 53 kilos. So he's like, he's he's 50 kilos. He's... Um, He's used to riding in America all the time on the dirt tracks, all to the clock. You know, he's 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 like in his own backyard, and he's the main man. He's ridden over a hundred and fifty Group One winners. He's ridden, uh, I think he's ridden all the all the all all the big classic races over there. But when you come over to America, when he comes over to Ireland and and and, and like uh, Ascot last week. It's a whole different ball game, you know. Thirty runners up the straight course in Ascot. Um, 
again, I put them on a couple of horses around our gallop there this morning. You know, different horses, different things. But like in America, he's like, as they say, he's a Hall of Famer. He's winning all the big races. Um, he'd be he'd be in the top five in America, in the whole of America, and 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 especially on the in the New York scene, he's the number he's the number one jockey. So how are things going for you at the moment, Johnny? Look, I was looking at you there, what, 43 winners in Ireland last season. What's the day-to-day like? Are you excited about the horses you have? Obviously, you're training for lots of owners at the moment, the Aga Khan being one of them. Yeah, John, the things are going well. It's very competitive in Ireland at the moment. You know, I have to say, in the last three seasons, I think the standard of horses in Ireland has gone up again. You know, there's there's a lot of good horses in Ireland. I'm happy where we are at the moment. I think that was our 17th or 18th winner of the year so far. It's always nice to try and beat last year's Tally, which is probably that's that's the aim, but the aim is like to have kind of group winners. We're we're, we're more kind of trying to look for more quality horses all the time. Um, I looked at the sheet there last night. We have a lot of horses rated rated ninety and above, which we always want to have horses rated ninety. A horse of ninety and above is a good standard of horse, but when you have ninety and above, you're in better standard of races. The opposition the stronger. Um, we want to win as many listed races and group races as we can. And as again, as I said, with 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 Aiden, Joseph, Donica, Jesse, Jer Lyons, uh, Willie McCreary, Ken Condon, Dermot Well, Jim Bulger. It's 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 very, very competitive. But I'm happy where we are at the moment. We're fifth on the list in Ireland. I want to be I want to be in the top five on the trainers' rankings in Ireland. And making progression every year. And I feel we have, in the last couple of years, we have progressed. We have a good team of staff. We have very good young jockeys. And it's just all about sourcing the horses now. We just have to source better horses. And that's that's one thing I said to myself this year. On the off-season, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start hustling again. The comfort zone is, you know, I'm going to start hustling again, you know. And you can back it up now. Like your record as a jockey counts for nothing when you start as a trainer. Yeah. But now our trainer, as a trainer, we're winning group races, winning group ones, we're winning group twos, we're winning group races for two-year-olds. So have a bit of backing now, so I'll be able to go in there all guns blazing for for the sales this year. So you had Sonny Boy Liston won the ledger. You had Chartash win last year at the Curl yes. the Derby weekend. The, the 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 two-year-old. So how do you spot one? How do you spot? Oh, this is a good one. Sure, listen, uh, I, I don't think, listen, you're hoping with the, the um, good movement. As a two-year-old, you go to buy them the sales. Good movement, good temperament, but you can't see inside. The dearest one is not the best one. Like, I, I bought horses cheap and they ended up, like, I bought Champers uh, Elise at 26 grand. She wins a group one. Uh, Sunny Boy Listing, cheap, you know, didn't cost a whole lot. Uh, Create Belief, 22 grand. So... Unfortunately, looking at them, you can't see what's inside our heart. You can't see what's inside. Like people, when the going gets tough, some of them stay the same. Some of them get a little bit worse. But the good ones, they just keep getting better and better and better. Like top athletes. You know, they're able to pull it out. They're able to dig deep when it really matters. But in our game, a lot goes on the breeding. So if you have if you have if you have good breeding in your horses, there's a good chance that will come through. And you know the stallions are important, but more so the mares. So good good mares that have consistently bred good horses, they just seem to keep doing it. 
no matter what stallion you put them on, they seem to keep or they, they seem to keep producing winners. And that is the key, I think. Now, the more I look at it, the more I think they need to have good mares with, with good backgrounds that have breeding winners consistently. But unfortunately, John, the dearest one is not always the best one, which is good for everybody yeah. in the game because it's a, it's a game where you have to dream and you have to believe. And it suits me fine because I'm a bit of a dreamer. So you rode all the best horses, Johnny. You won the Irish Derby four times. Sindar, who went on to win the Ark, had won at Epsom. Alamshire, Fame and Glory, Cape Blanco. Does it help the fact that you were a jockey when you sit on one? You know the feel of a horse that, yeah, this could be a promising horse. Yeah, and that's and that's a lot now. What um what I used to go on, I used to go as a, as a rider, go on the feel, the balance, the temperament. When you sat on a good one first time, you nearly knew they were just that bit different. Everything was easier. Nothing was a nothing. They didn't get flustered about anything. Um, it was all about the feel they gave you. And then you know they were able to take their work. They were able to eat well. So yeah, as a jockey that was. But as a trainer, then I'm not riding them out that much anymore. So I'm gone to the other side. What I'm what I'm seeing now and what the feedback I'm getting off my jockeys. And I'm around them twenty four seven. I live here. My yard is just out the road, out, out, out over the over the wall. Feed them in the mornings. I feed them last thing at night, and I just I get a good sense of them. You know, you know, it's hard to just get a sense get a sense of them. The signs are there. They're telling you signs every day, and when you're with them every day and seeing it, you can pick up on those signs. But I think I improved over COVID. I improved as a trainer over COVID. I'm thinking, why is that? Because it was the year twenty four seven. I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't go anywhere. I was here morning, noon and night, every day. You know, you couldn't go anywhere. You were here every day. So it's, you know, just just picking up on everything and attention to detail, just the little things. Like horses can't talk. But maybe the way, they, you know, they don't eat one day or the, even the way they walk by you one day, you just think, oh. And we're not looking for mass improvement every morning in on the gallops. We're just looking for consistency. And you nearly know there's something not right and something drastically, you know, wrong. You know, it's 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 it, you know, or 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 our huge improvement. You know, oh, did you see anything good this morning, Johnny? And I go, don't really want to see anything really good. I just want to see the same all the time. And that's 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 how I kind of, um, yeah. That's how I kind of, and that's what I think the good trainers do. They're there all the time, and they pick up on all the little things that are not right, rather than look for these huge improvements every day, which are not there. So when you go to the race course, it's a bit like a manager of a Gaelic Games team. Is the work already done? Is the training done? Is it just turning up then and just seeing how it all unfolds? Everything is done. And when I was a when I was a rider, all the power was when when the last little bit I used to get all the power. I used to get up on them, and then the trainers would put you up, and you know I had all my homework done. I knew what was going to happen. I knew what I was telling them, and like it's nervous before the big races as a jockey, you know just just trying to keep everybody calm in the parade ring and just getting your message across and probably leaving the owners and trainer saying, well, Johnny knows what he's doing. Let's just hope it works out. So they're a bit calmer then. But now <laughs> you're a trainer. You've, you've none of that. You give the jockey the leg up and it's it's down to him. And I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty lucky at the moment. I've got a few good, good young jockeys who they come out, they tell us what's happening. And... You're, you're hoping that the plan they have told you, they can carry it out. 
And um, but as you say, the work is all done. It's just getting them to the rim. The lads drive them up in the box. It's a matter of you know the routine is there. We get them out for a nice walk before the run, putting the saddle on at the right time, keeping them as calm as they can. And then, as I said, it's just down to the jockeys. It's down to the jockey to to execute on the big day, and that's and like it's it's um. When I was a jockey, I used to think, well, I'll be on the next the next big one, the next big one, the next race, the next race. But as a trainer, you might only have one go at it. So yeah. if, it does, if it doesn't go well, you know, it's it's it, you might have to wait two, three weeks to have another one or or maybe months to have another one. So you, you, it's only now I realise the importance of just 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 getting it done, you know, just getting the job done. Yeah, and uh, do you also have to be kind of because you're now a manager almost you're a manager of a team with the feedback because you were a Derby winning jockey you rode all the best horses so Ben Cohen or somebody do you have to sometimes take a breath if it doesn't go to plan or if it does go to plan like to kind of not to go too high or too low with them well I'm learning I'm trying I'm learning <laughs> I was hard on them at the start because like um, I was I was probably too hard on a lot of them at the start you know they're only young lads and I was hard on them but I'm getting better at it now, and I know, like I, I, I have, I know the lads are, they're doing their best, and it doesn't always work. And I know myself, and most, most of the time, the horse is just not good enough. But when you're a trainer, you don't want to hear that. You think your horses is, you think your horses, you want your babies, and you, you don't want to hear that. But if you go home and you analyze it, and it, it hasn't worked out. Well, listen. You just have to accept it. I'm getting, I'm getting better at that. I'm getting better at that. But it took a while. It took a while. But um, no, listen, I, 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 um, I fully faith now in the lads that have riding for me. And as I said, if I don't, don't be blaming them. I'm the one that put them on. I'm the one that booked the jockey. So I believe them in the start. When it doesn't go right according to plan, you know. And and I've been in those positions. You know, you get locked up on the inside. There's no room. You can't jump them. You, you know, you come back, you come round them, you come too late, or you make the run and then you just go that bit too soon, you get run down the last bit. I've been in those positions many a time. You know, they don't do it by, they don't go out to do that. Just It just happens on the day that they move too soon or they move too late and you have to accept that. But yeah, I can also see where the punters are coming from. You know, like they're putting their money on and if it doesn't win just the jockey gets it in the neck or the trainer gets it in the neck and it's frustrating when you are losing money but uh, I believe most jockeys I believe all jockeys go out there to give their all to do their very very best and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't So the current how do you ride the current then to the best of your ability what are the little tricks and nuances of the current See the derby track on the current is not like the outer track. There's two tracks on the curve, and people don't know this. But the Derby track opens up for the Derby. So the Derby track is sharper than the outside track. The outside track is is outside. We've been racing on all year from the first start. And it's a much bigger, sweeping, galloping track. But the Derby track is over on the inside. And it's quite sharp. Like, there's a bend after going... I suppose after going half a furlong, there's a, there's a, there's a little bend there. So... Like the start is hugely important. It's a mile and a half. Oh, it's a mile and a half. You can do what you want. No, if you want to be in the good positions, you have to jump well and you have to get the good positions. And that's my experience. The good jockeys get the good positions. 
I'm tending to my own, I'm going to jump out and going to be sitting third or fourth. I jump out and I sit third or fourth. Unless, and if I jump well, I can dictate to where I am. But if you jump bad and you're in behind, well, then they're dictating to you. So, although the current is a big galloping track, the inside track or the derby track is, is sharper. It's climbing from, I'd say you're climbing from the nine furlong marker, which is a mile and one, right up to the top of the hill to the four marker. So you're climbing for five furlongs, so you don't want to move early there. And then from the four down to the two, you're kind of running downhill. So you don't want to go too soon there because sometimes you can get a bit of a roll on down the hill. Um, and then you have that finish, that last two furlongs finish. So what I have to say, the um, the Curra, nine out of ten horses, the best horse wins nine out of ten times because it's okay. fair, fair track, good gallop. The Derby especially, Aiden usually has loads of pace on you know, he always has good pace. He wants, he wants, he believes he has the best horse. If it's a mile and a half run at a good pace, his horse is going to come out on top. Um, so you can win from anywhere, really. I've I, I made the running and the curl and I've won. Uh, I've dropped in at the curl and I've won. And I've sat midfield in the curl and I've won. It just depends on the tempo of the race. So if you can, if you can, by looking at the form and you can see what the tempo of the race is, then you can ride accordingly. But there's no real secrets in the bar you know, don't be three wide, don't move up the hill, and don't kick at the four. They were my, you know, just 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 be a bit bit patient downhill into the straight, and you have plenty of time in the straight. They're your golden rules. So of the four, obviously they're all special. But was there a favourite Derby win of your four? Well, listen, Sindar was the first, so that was that was you know he was after winning the Epsom Derby, so he was a great horse. I rolled him out at home in Oxes. He was um, one of my favourites. He was that was special. And looking back on it now, I suppose I've just seen it this morning. It's been twenty years since Alam Shah bet Dalakani. You know, it, like Sumiyam was riding for His Highness the Aga Khan in France. I was riding for from in Ireland. So the French Derby winner comes over. He takes on Alam Shah, who's training the curl by John Ox. Now. He ran his two best horses in the Irish Derby, which is which is missing now. We're missing the French coming over now. See, the French Derby used to be a mile and a half, and now it's a mile and a quarter. And they used to come here to Curra on, on loads of numerous occasions. You'd have the French Derby winner coming on, taking the Epsom Derby winner, and then whoever won was the king. But that doesn't happen anymore because the French Derby's gone to a mile and a quarter. They have a group one in France in a couple of weeks' time, so they keep the powder dry for that. But on that day, I felt it was kind of France against Ireland. I felt it was riding for Ireland. Um, and Sumion was the main man in France. But I said, there's no way he's going to beat me at the curry, you know. So it was a ding-dong battle. The two horses pulled clear. And I ended up winning the race. And uh, so that one has fond memories. And as I said, seeing it on the, on the, on the video this morning, you know, it's only now you realise, looking back, like at the time when you're riding all these big winners, you, they don't last long. They just... Well, go on, you're on to the next one. There's a mile handicap the next race. You better zone in for that one. Yeah. That's the next set of owners wants you then. Um, so it's only now when you look back, you realise. And as I said, the two horses from Aiden were special as well. Fame and Glory and Cape Blanco. Um, like, to win the Irish Derby four times, I'm very proud of that. It's up the road. It's my local track. It's the big race in Ireland. And, you know, as you say, it would be unfair to pick them. But I suppose if I had to pick one, it would be... Alam Shah against Dalakani because I felt I 
I made the difference. And we talk about maybe the lack of depth of competition there in the Irish Derby, um, Johnny. Does that mean Augusto Rodan, who won at Epsom, is is is, is going to be very hard to beat this Sunday? He is. I, uh, I think he's, you know, and like I, I know by working down the Bally Dial and with Aiden, like that horse going to improve from Epsom. He's going to improve going the mile and a half. He's got a couple of other runners in it, so it's going to be a nice even pace, which the horse likes. Jesse's horse and John Murphy's horse have a few, I think the five lengths to make up. Maybe they will. But I think they have to, they're going to have to make up more than that because I think Aiden's horse will improve. Um, yeah, it's disappointing, but they're so strong down there now at the moment in 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 Valley Dial with the with the mile and a half horses. They're just so strong, and people don't want to come over and take them on. They'll say, "We'll wait, maybe we we'll wait, and we we'll go for the Eclipse, or we we'll go for the King George, or you know," um, which is disappointing for the race, and we need it. We need it for the race, but you know, he hasn't. Aiden hasn't won in the last two years, but. I think at one to three, Augustus Rodan will be, he'd be very hard to oppose. And, you know, I, it's just going to be hard for the second favourite and the third favourite, the, the two horse I mentioned, just to make up that distance and upset the, the, the apple tart. Yeah, Spraywell and uh, White yeah. Birch. Yeah. Uh, what was interesting about Augustus Rodan winning, um, and you kind of touched upon this at, at the start of the chat, Johnny. Galileo, who was the key horse for getting all these, the key stallion in Bally Doyle down in Coolmore there, and all these champions coming out of um, Galileo's uh, sire, as was the case with Adler as well, as he passed away, and they've got to replace it. So there's a bit of worry because Franco, they don't have him. And uh, is Auguste Rodin then the kind of potential horse that could be the replacement for Galileo, or does it work not work that way? It could be, but they have a few of those mile and a half horses. They have uh, Australia, they have Camelot, so I, I, I think the, the more emphasis on, on speed, I think you have the wooden bassist they're using Sayuni because they have all the great mares by Galileo. You know, they have all the great mares by Galileo. So I, I, I well, it's only my opinion. I feel that they need to put speedier stallions on those mares. But a horse like Augustus Rodan, he'll have a big, he'll have a big reputation. He's by uh, Deep Impact. Um, so he will he will play a big role but, like, I'd say if you if, if you if you give them a top class guineas winner, that that's the that's the that's the the, the, the golden the golden one now for, you know for for the team down there just that that speed influence again to inject that speed back into all the all those brilliant brilliant mares that they have down there. Yeah, because I was just wondering, are we going to see a shift where maybe like the English trainers um, that are getting backed? you know, from the, the Gulf regions, are they going to maybe in the ascendancy in, in flat race in the next few years because of the fact that they have Frankel or that, or does it not really work that way? Yeah, but like, like, um, like the Frankel, Frankel, Dubawi, Sayuni, Wooden Bassist, they're all young stallions, or they're all stallions coming to the fore now. And it, it will help them. It will help them. But as I go back to my point to start, the, the, the brilliant mares they have, the brilliant mares they have, and like, who more of a, they don't just they, they they they'll send all those good mirrors like he's to send them to Japan. They send them to America. They send you know they they send them to the best stallions that are going to suited by those you know by those mirrors. You know they they'll not be saying oh we we won't use Frank. We they'll use all those brilliant stallions as well and 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 because because they have the brilliant mirrors down through the years and that's that's like. Outside Galileo and outside all the great stallions, 
it's the brood mares they have, I think, is 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 it's it's unbelievable. Well, that's educational. I definitely find that. Uh, Ryan Moore, like they're even the ride on August Rodan in the Derby, uh, it was just very, very calm. He just seems to me to be a cut above the rest. And that's no disrespect to the other jockeys, but he just seems to me to be the guy at the moment. He is. He's he's on a different level, I feel. Like I'm a bit like you, I think. Frankie on the big day. Frankie on the big day is, you know, he's 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 up there. But Ryan is um he likes he just likes riding horses. He just likes riding winners. He's very calm on the big day. The big day to him is the same as any other day. He doesn't, he's unflappable, you know, that kind of way. He's strong, he's good left-handed, he's good right-handed. Um doesn't matter whether he's riding in a sprint or a or, or a mile and a half. He's one of those elite jockeys now. And and I have to I, I agree. I agree. He's he's like he's a nine out of ten every day of the week. You know, nine out of ten jockey every day of the week, and he sets the standard. And I think it's going to be good for all those young lads in England because there's a lot of good young lads coming through, trying to aim for him. Um, and Ireland, like we've a lot of very good young lads in Ireland, they are coming through. And but as I said, Brian is there. He's the one. Like if I was a young jockey now, I'd be looking at him, and he'd be the the target would be on his back. That's the guy. That's the guy I'm aiming to take down because if I can mix it with him. I, I I believe I'll be able to mix it worldwide. And that's the way I grew up. Like I grew up with, with Mick Canan. Mick Canan was going internationally. He was riding all the top winners around the world. So I was just looking at him and says, if I can mix it with him, if I can compete with him day in, day out in Ireland, I'll be able to go anywhere. And that's what drove that's what drove us all on us, us, us young, younger Irish lads, you know? And, and 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 if I was a young lad now and I just keep saying to my lads, Ryan Moore is the man. Ryan Moore's the man. If you want to compete, I, I'm, I'm judging you on Ryan Moore. Oh, that's hard. I was like, that's the that's the that's the bar. I'm not judging yeah. you on. I'm not judging on the the tenth in the list. I'm judging or 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 the five pound claimers or the seven pound claimers. Ryan Moore is the man. He. I'm judging you on him. And if you cannot match it up there, which they're never going to really, but it's a good starting place. It's a good starting place to look at. Rather than say, oh, I'm better than the fella that's sixth on the list. No, yeah, yeah. you'd be- you'd, la- you'd Leicester and you'd uh, as well. And <laughs> well, we're all there. Like when I like, I rode against Leicester, I rode against uh, Pat Edery, Walter Swinburne was riding, um, Christy Roach was in Ireland, who was fierce competitive, uh, Stephen Crane, Pat Gilson, Pat Shanahan. Like the cake in England is big. Because there's four, five, six meetings a day. There's one in Ireland. It's a small cake. Yeah. And the guys, the guys are hungry. They want a piece of that cake. And when you're with when you're with those, you know, when you're with those, those, those four or five big stables, then if you're with those stables, it was it was pretty intense, you know, because you knew if you got the better of Dermot Wells jockey or Jim Bulger's jockey, or you know, you were gonna you were gonna win a lot of races. But I, I think it made me the jockey I was today. I think it it drove me on. I had a huge desire to compete with them. I had a huge desire to beat them. And I'm trying to instill that into my lads now, which maybe it'll drive them mad, but that's that's yeah. where, that's where they should be aiming. Absolutely. I'm looking at your runners this weekend, Johnny. Uh, Mashur in the international stakes. Uh, he's won his last two starts. He runs on Saturday. Yeah, he won a handicap in Cork. And then he won a listed race at the Curra. This is the next step up. This is a group three now. It's the, probably the best race he's going to be be running in. There's only five runners, but it looks competitive. 
but he's he's going the right way. I feel he's in good form. The rain, the rain. I, I would have been worried if there was any firm in the ground, but the rain that's come, the ground should be absolutely beautiful at the Curra. So yeah, I'm keen. I'm keen on him. I'm keen to how he shapes up. Is he ready to st- step up to Group Three level? And I think he 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 he'll run well. He'll run well. Maybe Joseph's horse, if he comes back to his best, if he's a Group One horse, he'll beat him. But our lad is solid and he's ready to go. Then we got Sunday, a few in the handicaps that, that, that might not all run, but I got Rami, Blues Emperor, Shea, Save Cracker. They're all running. <laughs> yeah. They're all running. No, we, we've got two in the mile handicap, Rami and Blues Emperor, both last time out winners. Very competitive handicap. Rami won well, got him from France. He's starting to, I'm only, I'm only getting to know him now. He's starting to go well. Blues Emperor lacks a bit of class, but very, very genuine. The rain that's around will will really really help him. Um, safe cracker. I thought he'd win last time out. He's been second a few occasions, but um, again he's carrying plenty of weight. He keeps going up those two pounds every time to in the handicap. But he's very genuine. Um, he run well the mile and a half. I've got two fillies for as high as I can. Shea first time out winner last year hasn't run this year, but I think she's I think she's well in. Uh, Silmania ran she needed her run first time out she's very quick five furlongs should suit her Jamie Powell is riding her he's claiming five off her and then we have the the old warrior carry the one yeah again the horse that's up there raid 101 has been rock rock solid this year listed race um, I think he'd run well I think he'd run well he'll run his race and listen he's raid 103 if there's one raid 110 they'll beat him but he always runs well, and I think a mile on the round track at the Curra. So there's a round mile at the Curra, and there's a straight mile at the Curra. And the round mile, it's not it's e- it's not that it's easier, but it's it, you don't need like the straight mile really t- test the stamina. Whereas I think the round mile should suit him well. And uh, do you have one that might have the best chance out of all of those? Well, listen, uh, safe cracker. I'm I'm after I'm after. I thought he'd win the last day. He just got touched off. He's rock rock solid. Safe cracker is probably. My best chance of winner, but I have a few chance. I like going into big weekends like this. Few chances, little bit under the radar, and if you got if you got one out of it, it's 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 a good day's work. Absolutely. And is there any horseman in the other yard you respect this weekend? I haven't gone through it much. I don't really yeah. look at anybody else's horses anymore because I'm too busy looking at my own. So listen, I'm looking forward to the Derby. I'm looking forward to see can Augustus Rodan can he improve and. You know, go on and be the star we need. Like this is, it's, it's, it's really only the start of the year for him. Although he's running the Irish Derby, if he could win the Irish Derby and then go on and win one of those big races, and and as you said, Sindar was able to win the Arc. Like you know, that that would be big Irish Champion Stakes Arc. They're big targets for him later in the year. And if he's going to go on and do them, he should win. He should win well at the Curra, and I think he will. I think it sets up nicely for him. I think he's 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 probably the star attraction. I was down there having refreshments last year, Johnny, and I met you. And I really enjoyed that new facility at the Curra. I think it's fantastic, that new stand. And look, there's a lot of competitive um, sports on. We've got the All-Ireland quarterfinals this weekend. But if people can get down to the Curra, um, it's always a good day out. And it's always good to get back to the Budweiser days. And as Dubai Duty Free now, the sponsor it. But just to get to the Derby and see some great racing uh, and some excitement. Yeah, well, listen, that, that's up to us. You know, that's up to us, the racing. We kind of... We kind of maybe rest on our laurels a bit, think we're in race and everybody knows about it. But as you said, there's lots of other sports there now. You can turn on the TV and 
and, and that's one thing about the TV. The coverage is so good on the TV. Sometimes I just sit home and watch it. You've got great people analysing all the races. You don't miss a beat. And it's easy to sit at home. But the weather plays a big part of it. If it's sunny at the, if it's sunny this weekend at the Curra, um, there's no better place to be. You're going to see top class, top class, world class horses, top class jockeys. And, you know, you can get up close and personal to them and, and, and enjoy and enjoy enjoy what is it's 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 our biggest day it's our biggest three days at the Curra and you know we 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 need to showcase it in the best possible way and um yeah hopefully hopefully we get we get some racing fans down and 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 they can enjoy it also Johnny Mercer your legend as always speaking to off the ball Saturday here on News Talk uh, continued success and the best of luck for the rest of the season. The hurling pod. He said he how much he hated Cork as well. This fella just seems to hate everybody, right? So this is why I haven't joined the podcast just yet. I think I might leave it off. We might get a bit heated. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts.